Hi, everyone, and welcome to Be True, my podcast about the writing I love and the writing I do. I promise I won't rhyme the whole time. I'm John Tessitore, and today, a poem published in Ourselves in Rivers and Oceans, the new anthology by the We Sparrow Poetry Press. You can find the anthology at the We Sparrow Poetry Press.com and all of my work at JohnTessitore.com. Ourselves in Rivers and Oceans is an anthology about water. Water as a metaphor, water as a memory, water as a symbol, water as an existential threat in an era of climate change. I was proud to be one of the editors of the volume, and I am always proud to be a member of We Sparrow's international volunteer staff. It's the job that has given me my favorite job title ever, co-editor across the pond. All the proceeds from our work are donated to charity, in the case of ourselves in rivers and oceans, we are supporting water.org. I can't tell you how happy I am to be part of this effort and how grateful I am to the founder and editor-in-chief, Claire Tom, for creating something truly extraordinary. As volunteer editors, we throw our work into the mix from time to time if we have something that seems to fit the theme. In my case, I had a very watery poem that the rest of the crew seemed to like. I'm withholding the title right now because... I want to read the poem first and discuss the title later. You know it anyway. It's featured boldly on your screen. (laughs) But let me read it first. (laughs) The pace has slowed a bit, although no one likes to admit it. After a period of furious activity, hard labor, sweat, adrenaline, creative energy, the doldrums again. We're all just waiting catching our breath before the next big wave comes crashing. Afraid to tread too long, or worse, afraid of sinking, we kick up tiny splashes and try to speed the tides. But it's never enough to bring us to shore, and it's never the same ride. And as we float along, we're aging, believing our minds are as young and full of the same potential as before the lull, and that the past is ever-present, as if nothing could ever be different and every fact is fixed for our returning patience. Soon we'll skip across the surface again. Too much self-reflection spoils the water for everyone. Soon. And yet, it comes anyway. Even Poseidon himself cannot quiet or still the restless, not completely. And my anxious mind lists... I'd always believed that I had problems for which there were solutions, depending on the voyage I chose. Now, in the calm before the next surge, in a moment of lonesome clarity, I realized that I have issues from which I will find no refuge. Stagnation. It's the curse of the ambitious, the energetic, and the guilty. The ones afraid to tread too long or worse, afraid of sinking. Or maybe I should have said the ones afraid of thinking. Stagnation is the flip side of discovery. The dip in the cycle of progress. The bane of a sailor's existence, as any fan of Herman Melville can tell you or any fan of Coleridge's Rime of the Ancient Mariner, which I've mentioned before on this podcast. Day after day, day after day, we stuck, nor breath, nor motion, as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean, 
Water, water everywhere, and all the boards did shrink. Water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink. The doldrums, a portmanteau derived from dull and tantrum. <laughs> doldrum. The doldrums are a real place called the intertropical convergence zone, a moving target in the Atlantic Ocean near the equator, where the winds are calm and the thunderstorms are fierce, and travel by sail slows to a crawl. I am also reminded of the horse latitudes, which are the drier bands north and south of the equator where the wind is calm and, according to legend, horse-trading Spanish ship captains were forced to toss their cargo overboard into the sea if the voyage became too slow and too long to support all the life below decks. Rock fans may know Jim Morrison's poem of that title. When the still sea conspires an armor and her sullen and aborted currents breed tiny monsters... True sailing is dead. <laughs> a recitation of Horse Latitudes precedes one of my favorite door songs on the album Strange Days. Let's swim to the moon. Oh, let's climb through the tide. Penetrate the evening that the city sleeps too high. Let's swim out tonight, love. It's our turn to try Park beside the ocean On our moonlight drive It's basically a love song, but there's something in the combination of those two cuts back-to-back, the rather brutal poem called Horse Latitudes and the us-against-the-world sex and freedom of Moonlight Drive that speaks to my own poem, which struggles with the yearning and the long odds of succeeding. Soon we'll skip across the surface again. Too much self-reflection spoils the water for everyone. We want to swim to the moon. We want smooth sailing. We want to go. And we don't have to worry about stopping or failure. We don't want to worry about the downtime. We don't want to think. We want to be in the flow. In the flow. A liquid, watery metaphor. Mine is a poem in which the water doesn't flow in which the water fails to be water. Which brings me, finally, to the title, which is... Vespucci in a Moment of Lonesome Clarity. (laughs) I need a drum kit. Lonesome clarity is what you may have in the doldrums, in the horse latitudes, where you have too much time and there's nothing to do but think. Lonesome clarity is what the ambitious, the energetic, and the guilty try to avoid. In this case... Sitting in the doldrums, twiddling his thumbs, the man with lonesome clarity is Amerigo Vespucci, the Florentine explorer who may have been among the first navigators to realize that South America was not the Indian subcontinent. As he titled a report on his travels, it was not Asia, but Mundus Novus, a new world. For this insight, his name was Latinized and printed on maps during the age of exploration, and thus his name became the name of two new continents. And thus, it is Vespucci, the man who gave us America, who is sitting in the middle of the ocean, realizing in a moment of lonesome clarity that he has issues from which he will find no refuge, not even in the New World, realizing that no voyage can take him away from himself, realizing that all the issues that plagued him in Florence, be they personal or social or political, like lost love, or maybe like an economy supported by colonial exploitation, just to name two, 
that all the issues he brought with him to the new world will remain and that there is no clean slate for anyone. I don't do this often, rely so heavily on a title, but I felt like this poem, which had some personal resonance as I was writing it, the feeling that time doesn't wait, the feeling that as we float along we're aging, those ideas also seem to have some political resonance in our rather awful political moment. They seem to suggest that there has never been a pure ideal, a pure freedom anywhere, least of all in America. More to the point, it suggested that while we might be able to make America great, it's pure fiction, avoidance, and a lack of self-examination to believe that we can make it great again. We've always had serious issues, and we've never been able to find refuge from them, not even when Amerigo was floating alone at sea and didn't know where he'd land. Which isn't to say that we should give up, only that every lonely existence, personal, social, political, is and can only be a fight to think, to see ourselves as clearly as we can, and to get as clean as possible. In fact, I think that's the heroic part of existence. And so, in the hope that you have some clarity in your life and manage to find the flow once in a while, this is John Tessitore concluding another installment of Be True. If you've listened this long, thank you. You can find more about ourselves in rivers and oceans at the WeSparrowPoetryPress.com and more of my work at JohnTessitore.com. But first, I don't know, maybe it's time to flip through Moby Dick again. Herman Melville's enormous novel. It's the book that provides the title for Wee Sparrow's new anthology. It's not always easy, but it is awesome. Part action, part doldrum, and some lonesome clarity, too. Special thanks to me for today's theme music, which I call C Chord. Maybe we'll talk again. And if you enjoy this little podcast, leave some stars or a review and tell your friends. In the meantime, I gotta feed the dog. All right, Luna. I'm coming.